the only podcast that can save the video game industry. My name is Craig. You are joining me once again with my fellow co-hosts, Mr. Alex Jackson. Good evening. And Mr. Chris Linger. Good morning. How are you all doing? I'm super duper. How are you, Rodder Waddle? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Oh, you, Mr. Jackson. I've seen I'm, you for, I'm very well, ages. Mr. Slinger. How are you? I'm doing chip and dandy, mate. Chip and dandy like sweet summer candy. Where have you been? What have you been doing? We're grilling it now. Come on. Wow. Okay. Who's a goss? Come on. I've been playing football manager. That's right. that's why you haven't seen or heard from me for uh, I ages. I regret asking now. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What? Oh, look. Who have you transferred? No one, because I'm taking over a team that's poor and has no money. <laughs> oh, so Millwall it's then. It, it's it. Oh. <sighs> I must admit, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, wow, yeah. that was good. Yeah. Wow. That was good. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. Fuck you very much. <laughs> Is it Jackson FC United? No. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you forgot about town and athletic as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, all that sort of stuff that goes with it. That kind of wanted to be a bit higher up on the chain there, you know. Not, not Jackson yet. Town not Athletics yet. You can club. create your own club though, but that's that's for a different time. I kind of hope so, a football manager was a bit of a shit game. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, uh, one of the DLC packs, local football manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, apart I, from I'd that. buy that. <laughs> apart from that, I watched, um, I say watched, I paid attention for about an hour of uh, Crimes of Grindelwald yesterday. Mm. Didn't you go and see that as well, your other half? Yeah, sadly. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm glad I'm single. Continue. What was the... <laughs> tell me about we the fantastic We should for that, but then we're sitting there going, we, we had to sit through. Yeah, didn't you see the yeah. midnight viewing as well? Yeah, yeah. the midnight viewing. Yeah. It wasn't a good idea because yeah. I fell asleep. <laughs> I love that story every time he says it. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> I fell asleep. I just remember kind of like watching it and then I remember looking up sharply after hearing... <laughs> Come out of my own face. <laughs> Tell you what, if we ever become like famous film critics or something like that, and we put that on the tagline of the uh, poster, Fantastic Beast 2, I fell asleep, Craig Broddle. Yeah. <laughs> Pixel just, prep. I just remember looking up and I just thought, oh no. <laughs> you could did feel I, the stare, couldn't you? Did I fall asleep? And I looked to my right and Samantha's just glaring at me. I'm like, I did. I yeah, I, I did fall asleep. Well, Damn. Here, well, here's a question. When you fell asleep and when you woke up, did you actually notice any kind of like change in the movie? So you kind of like you watch and think, oh, okay, I'm just gonna fall asleep, and there's new, and then you wake up like, oh, there's new. Obviously, I didn't fall asleep for that long, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like an hour passed. I no, at no point did I notice any change. <laughs> but that's primarily because I hadn't been paying any attention to the film. <laughs> so. Oh, this yeah, sounds not good. This sounds like a roaring review from both of you right now. Yeah. So tell you what, let's we'll make we'll make this short. What do you enjoy about it? Besides um, the end. Oh, that was going to be my line. <laughs> it ended. Was. Johnny, Johnny Depp. I, yeah. I, I Johnny thought Depp's he was good. a really good character in it. Well, He's very charismatic, yeah, which is, yeah. he feels a lot more, he feels a lot deeper than Voldemort. Tell you what, you don't hear that about Johnny Depp much these days. No. I enjoy Dommy, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Donny Jepp. Donny Jepp. <laughs> I like Donny <Dommy> Jepp. <laughs> Johnny Depp's Lithuanian <laughs> <when your> cousin. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I like Johnny Depp. He was definitely yeah. one of the key characters. I liked. I always like the more quiet moments. Like I What's like. What's he um, get a few <laughs> <laughs> No, like I don't know. It's like I've not played it, but I've heard about um, like Uncharted Four. Like one of the best moments is when you're pottering around your house. Right. Okay. Mm. And those are the kinds of things that I live for. Like I, I like those moments. 
And there was a bit where... Um, I don't know, Persona 5 is starting to fuck me off. Yeah, yeah. admittedly. Um, when that's... like Persona 5 is just those moments. Exactly, <laughs> that's a whole game based around those moments. Unless you can't find a cat. There, there was fuck a bit that cat. where Newt's commander had gone back to his, his house... And he's got like you know how his his briefcase is a big magical briefcase. Oh, it's it's yeah. the downstairs bit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, his cellar is a big magical cellar, and he's actually got full blown areas where he cares for these animals. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really It's cool. wonderful. He's got like like a pet rescue center. Yeah, so he's in got his a, fucking cellar. So he's got a TARDIS inside a TARDIS inside of a TARDIS. Yeah, yeah pretty I, much. I can't remember what the fuck is it? Was it a kelpie? Yes. It's basically a horse made out of seaweed, and you, he like you have to. That's quite a cool image. Yeah, you have to like, he had to treat the horse and to do that, he ended up having to dive into the pool and had to swim over to the kelpie yeah. and then ride it, tame it and bring it over to the side so they could administer the medicine so that he could just get out. And it's it's those little things, like, it wasn't a big action sequence, it was no. just like, I like that. that was, it's that a nice cute. little touch of Newt's character. Yeah. Mm. Um, some of the other things, like I've always felt like the magical side of thing is always kind of flashy. Mm. There was something where he was trying to listen to, um, like the echoes of something that happened. It was when he was investigating in Paris, and he holds, oh, yes, yeah, he holds his wand, like yeah, the yeah. the pointy end towards his ear, and then the thicker end. I didn't know when it happened, but I noticed it got really wide, and it was okay. like a little horn that he could listen through. Mm. And I, I thought that was really cool. Like, I didn't notice when that happened, but I was like, oh, that's probably you fell asleep and you yeah, woke up like, oh shit, that got big, didn't it? woke up, when did that happen? Wow. Yeah. Five hours ago, Craig. Oh, wow, cool. It was a long felt. Yeah. I felt it. But, um, you know, there were some nice moments. There were some shit things about it. Tell us about the shit things. Let's get angry and grill this um, fucker. Right, so, spoilers. Don't listen, unless you want to know what the spoilers are, in which case, listen. Yeah, listen away. Um, skip If you don't want to listen, skip forward like five minutes. Actually, five minutes this time. This is a re-record. Um, <laughs> we ranted for twenty yeah. about it last no, 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 time. No, no, no. Craig yeah. ranted about there it. There we go. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't. You you ask me questions. That's oh. that's like going, huh? This fire's burning brightly. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> Petrol. I petrol. I need some where's, more logs on this. Fuck where's up. that propane tank? <laughs> that needs to go on there. Um, so tell us about the bat. Right. Um, so a lot of fan service. Uh, one character in particular felt like he was completely inserted solely to provide uh, fan service Mm. and a link to the Harry Potter universe Dumbledore no oh (laughs) got pretty close right (laughs) I get where you're coming from with that Um, Hogwarts like Dumbledore obviously is in it portrayed by Jude Law good Um, actor yeah good actor yeah I do want to touch upon what you said earlier about people kicking off because he was not gay enough he wasn't gay enough I mean what did I'm waiting for them to moan about Alan Cullen and saying he's not gay enough to play gay characters. Yeah. <laughs> I massively dislike um, the idea that people go, oh, they're not gay enough. It really winds me up. And I'm really glad that we've kind of come back to it. And by really glad we've come back to it, I mean I'm really glad that I forced this conversation point back in here. <laughs> what, I like, what I'm going to use as a reference is, do you remember when Mr. Sulu turned gay? Yes. Mm. Yep. Okay, so for those not in the know, um, when Simon Pegg wrote uh, Star Trek Beyond, which was mm. the third of the yeah. the new reboot of the Star Trek films, he wrote a just a small segment where Mr. Sulu um, jumped off the Star Trek Enterprise uh, in the little spaceport that they'd arrived at, mm. and he met the man who is presumably his husband, 
and his daughter and he walks off carrying his daughter and holding his husband's hand mm. and that was it that was all there was to yeah. it yeah and George Takai turned round the man who originally played Mr. Sulu in the 60s TV programme and said I'm not a fan of this mm. and I found that really interesting yeah and he said only because I've never once considered Mr. Sulu to be gay mm. this is true this is pretty much getting the actor and the character confused yes yeah and I, I like that he said no never once did I play the character yeah. Gay. Never once was I thinking, you Mr. know, Zulu fancies Mr. the boys. Exactly. Oh. Like that was never. <clears throat> you never know, gave Bones a crafty look and went, "Hey, you want a Cosmo?" But also, when I was watching, I, I think, I'm really annoyed because I cannot remember the actor's name who plays the new Mr. Zulu. But oh, me neither. He, oh, yeah. He wasn't like. He wasn't at any point going, "I'll fire the cannons, Captain," <laughs> or anything like that. There wasn't anything. <laughs> overtly campy about him no and again that's another issue people seem to go well if you're gay you're camp no those are two horrifically different things yeah you can be straight as a fucking ruler you can be and be incredibly camp oh yeah Yeah. you can be you know incredibly gay and in no way camp Mm. they're two different things that is the best so when people turn around and go oh Dumbledore's not gay enough Fuck off. Mm. Well, I read somewhere, <laughs> it was on Twitter, because usually all this kind of like um, outrage comes from Twitter, which I read about, and it makes me go, oh, fuck off. People are angry on the internet? Oh, no, shocker, right? It's more than cat videos, and cats are a lot like Hitler. And Fucking cats on the internet. I do love cats a lot like Hitler. And there was one, it's about Jack Whitehall. Yeah, I think he's doing a voice for a character in some sort of animated flick or something like that. I can't remember the whole story. Either way, Jack Whitehall's playing a gay character. Mm-hmm. And, the inter- yeah, and the internet comment, went to yeah, be like, yeah. oh, why don't you just hire a gay person to do a gay character? And I think someone turned around and go, well, it's called acting for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And But, you know, in the producer's defence, Jack Whitehall is very, very count. Mm. He is. Yeah. 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 It's like, was it Russell K when he had his hair dyed and all that sort of shit? Yeah. He came turbo camp. Yeah. I... I mean, there's a couple of other things with regards to the um, crimes of Grindelwald. It's it's a crime, isn't there's, it? There's there's some crime. really there's some really bad makeup with one particular character, um, Nagini, the snake that was an Asian lady that shouldn't have been an Asian lady because that snake hasn't come anywhere from fucking Asia. I know. Right? Apparently, that was that was another thing. I felt I feel more like I can get angry about. Um, other people getting angry about shit gay portrayal within a film than I can about where this fucking snake snake came from because I know something about human beings I know nothing about snakes but it annoyed me because apart from looking really concerned and upset about one of the characters um, who was played by Ezra Miller Cletus that was his name I'm sure it was Credence Credence Cletus was the guy from The Simpsons and also not a hero yes like like Credence, right, first off, Credence, who was this little weirdly boy, is a big buff dude. Oh. Whoever decided that Ezra Miller should start working out before the previous <laughs> film, bad idea. Is he the the guy from the first movie who was, yes. became old and he had to like suppress his powers or some shit like that? Yeah, he, he was the guy that yeah, turned like into that. the big black smoke thing. Yeah, I didn't like that part of that movie. That just felt really forced and tacked on. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's this guy again. Oh, he's buff now, is he? Yeah. Um, is he Kylo Ren from The Last Jedi? And Nagini, who is the snake that grew up to be the snake of Voldemort, mm. somehow ended up becoming his ish girlfriend. Oh. I don't know. Maybe not. 
Hey, yeah, look, it's just inter, interspecies erotica now, isn't it? That's yeah. all it is. Um, I'm not entirely sure Dumbledore was required. <laughs> Up until the very last section of the film, where a massive spoiler kind of dropped, mm. I am going to give you fair warning right fucking now. If you're listening, I'm going to drop a big spoiler right at the end of that film, so don't listen. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Credence is revealed to be Dumbledore's younger brother. Oh, get fucking rooted. That and I feel so I tacked. don't know why. Yeah. I didn't realise... Wait, what? Do that yeah. again for me. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. No. Um, but again, it, this is why I'm like... I feel like there are certain aspects of this that really weren't necessary. No. You could have, you could have done the exact same story with different characters that weren't related to the Harry Potter mainstream universe and it would have worked just as well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Weasley family being shoehorned into the next movie. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it will. It will. It feels like it will be something like that. And yeah. It, I don't know. It frustrates me a little bit. And Harry but, Potter's dad being a dick as well. Yeah, because there becomes less of a concern for how good the story is and more of a concern for how much people can go, oh, I know that. Yeah. And that annoys me. You so, know what? They that's should... it. I'm done. We've yeah. got to move on. You know what they should have done with it? Just made it fucking magic Pokemon like it should have been. <laughs> Yeah, I would have. I liked that bit from the first movie. Honestly, I I think if it had been a standalone film, yeah. it would have been just as good. So, so out of a rating out of five bags of popcorn, what would you give it, Mister Jackson? Two. And you, Mister Brother? I don't like popcorn. Well, what do you like? Do you like hot dogs? Yeah. <laughs> do you like, uh, do you like fish sticks? Do you like big meaty oh, hot dogs? That's not a funny joke. <laughs> do you like fish sticks? How will you rank out of five then? Out of five, uh, yeah, I'd say twos. Well, I'm not going to see it, so I think my opinion speaks more than both of yours. Yeah. Moving on. What have you been up to? Not a lot, really. I've been, well, <laughs> not a lot in the sense of playing video games or anything like that. I've been busy working, all that sort of shit. I've been cranking out on Persona 5, though. But I mean cranking out, I mean just hitting that fucking fast-forward button. <laughs> yeah. Oh. To get to bits where I get to do fucking gameplay. Yeah. It's a weird beast, isn't it? Yeah. I like it, but at the same time, there's bits of it I'm going to fucking moan about. Then again, I have that same sort of... A lot of games which are kind of like, are in my top five, top ten. Yeah. Have that moment where I'm like, this is brilliant, but at the same time, there's shit parts to it. And there's, there's always like polarising bits in it. So I kind of enjoy it. I think it's more than playing a mediocre, a mediocre game, which is like, you know, all right all the way through. You have bits where you go, oh, yeah, I fucking like this. Oh, I fucking hate this. Dark Souls being a, yeah, a good example. Yeah, yeah. You know, you play it like, oh, this is brilliant, and then you yeah. go against the boss. I fucking hate this shit now, and that's pretty much Persona Five of it. I find Persona Five suffers from what I like to call MGS, doesn't it? Just which is Metal Gear Syndrome. Yes, cutscenes, um, fuckers. Yeah, it's, and text dump galore. It's pr- pr- primarily text dump. It's yeah, the, the the amount of just fucking words that get thrown at you that eventually stop being words but they're the whole paragraphs yes and then you're like the odd sentence that you can read before like skimming and then you pick up the odd word and then after a while it's just a barrage of fucking letters on the screen <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not even reading anymore like why well, this, why well this is why I had to play it again from the beginning because I got to a certain point in the game I thought okay now I've actually learned how to play the game a lot of uh, RPGs I do this I play it the first time I learned how to play it, now I start it again and play it properly. Because all the tutorials done in text, in Persona, and you've just read a shitload of it already, you don't really care. It's like, 
Fuck, I just want to play the fucking game. My thumb's getting achy from pressing X all the damn time. Yeah. And, yeah, so you kind of miss over all the important bits. Now I've actually learned how to play it. Like, at the beginning, I didn't know how to fucking get personas. Yeah. I didn't realise you had to get them all on the ground and then, you know, talk to them. Yeah. So, it's, it, but at the same time, it does have an identity. And the story, while waffly as fuck, is actually quite intriguing. It's getting better. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We, we seem to be around the same level at the moment. Oh, yeah, we're on uh, target four, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is getting better. I do want to make a note of the fact that previously we've spoken about how the the whole view on rape within this game seems really fucked up. Yeah. But that was when we'd only dipped our toes, say, 15 hours in. <laughs> and which, that is dipping. <laughs> that's like there are entire games that are 15 hours long. Yeah. Um, I'm this, about 40 hours in now and I'm like no okay like I'm getting a bit more of a background I can see kind of why it's mm. portrayed how it was in our defence the whole way that opening scene was shown oh, you yeah. did think rape and now every character treats you after that is yeah kid do not prevent rape just let grown ups do what they need to do and don't yeah. interfere right you know adults fucked up I must admit I do like to, I do like them get to certain points and you're not either smart enough or brave enough to do so in shit and your character just sits there and just nods his head in it and goes I'm just too much of a pussy to do anything <laughs> <laughs> let me just go into this whole other universe First, and fight monsters <laughs> but I'm too much of a pussy to ask out a girl yeah. and the funny thing is everyone in your school is scared shitless of you yeah yeah it's mad. It's just, don't go near that kid. He'll kill you. I'm too much for a pussy to do anything. <laughs> I'm not kind enough to talk to this depressed girl and cheer her up. Yeah. I'm not smart enough to go in the bathhouse. You know, <laughs> it's so dumb. But same time, strangely wonderful and engaging. Have you done anything else apart from crank out on Persona? Pretty Which much. sounds like you've done something untoward while watching Persona. No, well, I've been doing a bit of work towards, you know, I've got to get some doodles done and all that sort of stuff, a bit of drawing, because my Instagram is not as good as what it should be, so I need to work on that. But besides from that, not really, no. Are you working on anything specific, or...? Yeah, I've got a couple of notebooks I need to make for Crimbo time, so... Cool. Those kind of, have you seen my memory books? I've seen your memory books, yeah. Yeah, I've been updating those suckers. Have you? Yeah. All right, cool. So I've been working on those. What about you, though? Besides from cranking on Persona as well... Yeah. Um, so I've get I've been getting back into Persona Five, but I've also been playing. Yes. Burly Men at Sea. This sounds very intriguing. <laughs> it's brilliant. Actually. It's on your Vita. Yeah, it's on the Vita. Yeah, um, you can get it on PS4. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was the, one of the free games. Like, no, I'm fairly certain you can get it on PS4 as well. Well, sold. Um, and it is basically well, just for the title. Just for the title. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to play it. <laughs> you. You play um, three brothers. You play um, a hasty beard, um, steady beard, and brave beard. Are these all burly men? These are all big burly men. Okay, they, they I'm the plot already. They are literally circles with legs, circles then for beards, <laughs> and little pink circles where their heads are. That's not burly. That's and so you can tell the difference between them because hasty's got a blonde beard, <laughs> steady's got a brown beard, and brave has got White a beard. A, Orange beard. Oh, yeah, I feel betrayed. Um, so they're, they're, they're really, they're, it's quite fun. What they do is they get onto a boat, and it always starts the same. They get onto a boat, and then they are swallowed by a giant whale. Every time. Every time. Wow. These brothers do not have the best of luck. But do you think they should not go in the water? Yeah, I must say. The uh, the whole thing is like you'll have um, four or five things that you come across. 
and what happens next then will always change so like I for example you get swallowed by the whale and then you decide hey there are some barrels here we'll put the barrels on and we'll we'll go through this little um, this little part of the whale and we'll tug on this and make him sneeze and then we're blown out of the blowhole and we're just floating in the water and then we come across the Grim Reaper and we beat the Grim Reaper in a, uh, a race. Grim Reaper? Yeah. <laughs> For Sona 5 return. Sona 5 return. <laughs> Grim Re- we beat the Grim Reaper in a race and, um, you know, like the, the story goes on kind of like that. But you can do different things. You can choose to not beat him. You can choose to be put into a cave. You can choose to go in the left part of the cave or the right part of the cave. You can choose to fight a jellyfish. You can choose to not fight the jellyfish. And each oh, time no, you do it... You've got to beat that jellyfish. Each time you do it, you end up with a different story. And the story is then recorded and made into a book that goes on this shelf in this cafe. Okay. And yeah. every time this, this, this book goes on this shelf in this cafe and you walk out the door and you're back at the start and you come back onto the boat and you do it all again and you make different choices. Okay. That's it. That's all there is to it. Hmm. Platinumed it. Took me, took me three hours. I can't say. It's a three-hour game. How many times did you get swallowed by a whale? I think there are eight or ten different... Um, yeah, like from start to finish, yeah. eight or ten different versions yeah. of it. You know, for the second time, I would have been, you know what, lads, let's stay on land. Yeah. yeah. We- <laughs> no, I, I would we're, get it. I understand. We're, we're not going to do much well in sea. Um, <laughs> Sounds very much like a puzzle game. Do you know what it reminds yeah. me of? Mm. Do you ever played Lost Vikings? No. no. This is back when, before Blizzard became a fucking evil company. Um, basically, what it was is a little platform game slash puzzle game yeah. starring, obviously, three Vikings. And the whole story was these little characters get uh, shot up into space by UFOs. They're captured by aliens. Mm. And each Viking has a different ability. So one character can block because he has a shield. Yeah. One character can jump yeah. and run. And the other one can fight. Right. And you flip between each character. So you have to move, so the character with the shield not only can block enemies, so the enemies will come towards and then obviously go in the opposite direction, mm. kind of the blockers from lemons, uh, but he also could hold his shield above his head, which acts as a platform for the guy who could jump. Oh. But you've switched from character to character to character, so you move on character to one spot, yeah. you stay there, you flip it to another character, he can do what he needs to do and keep going like that the whole way through. Yeah. It was a beautiful little game, Moss Vikings was. That sounds a lot more complex than what this was. Oh, was it? Yeah. The only reason Mm. you had three burly men at sea was because one burly bloke at sea wouldn't have been that good for the actual story (laughs) directions. (laughs) No, it's got a market. (laughs) These three, they literally walk in a line everywhere they go. There's nothing interesting about it. it, it's It's a fun game. It's free. I suggest you just kind of have a little go and experience it. Yeah. It's not hard at all. You know what? I'd pick up the title. Um, I love titles that are daft. I've been playing Jack and Jill DX on the Vita. Is this from Japan? No, it's, it's just it's just a little side, <laughs> it's just a little um, side scrolling platformer. Yeah, um, so please tell me, do more than go up and down a hill. No, no. You, <laughs> you have fetch to, a pail of water. You have to reunite Jack with Jill. Oh. And the way you do that is Jack starts running along, and you have to just press the X button to jump in certain areas. Um, he can start to bounce him off walls. He can get speed upgrades, which means then he runs faster, which means he jumps further. You've got to time certain things because certain ledges start to kind of perish. Oh, no. But you don't control which way he goes. He goes in one direction until he hits a wall. And then he bounces off in the other direction. And then he goes in the other direction. Okay. Oh, so it sounds like, so, a, like a mobile touch jumping game. Yeah, that's yeah. effectively what it yeah. is. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw this on iOS or yeah. Android. Yeah. 
Um, I've got the platinum for that, and I've not even done the third world. There's like 120 <laughs> levels. How do you play the Because the. And I, I feel a little bit cheap with this particular platinum. But you'll like, take it. No, this is the thing. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get it thinking to myself, aha, easy platinum. Yeah. I, I got it thinking to myself, that looks cool, and the platinum is achievable, I'll give it a go. I like to complete my games to achieve my platinum. Yes. When I when I get like less than halfway through, when they go, no, no, yeah. here's your platinum. Now you can do what you want. I'm like, oh, mm. I suddenly feel less kind of driven to complete continue it. the game. Yeah. So well, you, it's like almost like um, let's say the Olympics, right? Mm. You do your thousand thousand uh, sorry hundred meter sprint. You get your gold, and someone goes, you know what? If you wanted to, you could keep running around that track. <laughs> like. Fuck off, yeah. I've got my gold. Yeah. See ya. That's kind of how it feels. Yeah. Um, you can keep on going if you want. Why nah, would I? Nah, nah, I'm good. I've, yeah. I've done what I needed to do. And then I went and picked up Uncharted Golden Abyss. Oh, how is that one? It's not bad. Is that the second one or the first one from the handheld? Uh, that's the first one. The, 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 other one the other one was like a card game. Oh, that sounds like bollocks. This was actually a third-person adventure game. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Um, it's not bad. Isn't there's, it? A, there's a lot of... Touch screeny bits because oh, this was done at a time where they were like, You've got to do the touch screen for the Vita. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you didn't, but oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always say about those like gimmicky things that every new console does. So yeah. if you're PlayStation 4, you've got that unused touch screen in the center. Yeah. Yeah, which no one actually does anything with it. Yeah. Well, it's universally known as the map button. Exactly. Yeah. Or just press it for whatever reason. Yeah. You don't scroll your finger across or anything. I will give Nintendo their credit. When they come out with a new console and it has like a new feature, let's say for the Wii, mm. it fucking hits you over the head saying, you have to use this yeah, controller. Yeah. They lean hard. Yeah. That. It's like with the PlayStation 3 had the six axis control and you had like one game that yeah. actually used that. Yeah. That was that like dragon shit. I think it was Lair or something like that. Either yeah. way. Oh, no, you had to do it in um, Ratchet and Clank Tools. Yeah, Tools of Destruction. Yeah, but yeah. aside from that, it's only something like two games that actually heavily featured on that whole... Well, Heavy Rain was like that as well, wasn't it? Oh, Heavy was Rain. it? Yeah, I mean, because you had to move the controller around to do the actions of, of the characters that you were using. <laughs> when you came to your storyboard um, motion. Yeah. Jason! 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 <laughs> the, um... Jason! <laughs> like, the, the motion control in, like, the Vita for Little Big Planet is a little bit better, because... Like there are certain games where it wants you to turn the entire thing, so mm. you turn the entire thing on its side and yeah. hold it like a giant phone. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Mm. They did good in Tearaway for the Vita. Do you ever see that? Yeah. And you kind of like push your hand at the bottom yeah. and your finger actually went through the screen. Oh, cool. So you got to see, you know, because it was a Paper World Tearaway. So that was mm. a very good game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Um, Hurry up and do dreams, Media Molecule. <laughs> yeah, because they're listening. Yeah, well, they should. You never um, know. <laughs> No, we're, no, we're the only ones that can save the video game industry therefore Except they have probably. to listen I'll tell you what when you put this on Twitter tag every single motherfucker <laughs> on <laughs> probably not right so that's the catch up wow that still took a while um, so let's just jump very quickly let's don't, go through they'll probably and wake celebrate up a big old happy birthday oh whose birthday right. is it it's Mickey Mouse's birthday Yay. today which is really nice because it's very rare that we actually get to go on this day, at time of recording, yeah, he turned ninety today. Wow, um, very cool. So yeah, well done, well done, Mickey, for having not died just yet. Yeah, <laughs> also through a drawing. Yeah. So, well, do you know? Like, I think it's like the Walt Disney Company go through like 
fucking leaps to make sure that uh, Mickey Mouse does not go into public domain. Yeah. Yeah. There's like some sort of crazy copyright loopholes that they leap through to make sure Mickey Mouse stays out of the public so they have pure ownership over him. I understand. (laughs) Credit to you, Disney. You're an evil bastard company, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) you do know your legalese, I'll give you that. Who was your favourite Disney character out of the original lot? I mean, like the core base, like Mickey, Donald... Oh, really? Out of that lot? Yeah. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. What's yours? you got to have one. What's your first thought? That always goes with me. Donald Duck was my first thought. Yeah. I, I like Scrooge. He yeah. speaks to me. I, He's a capitalist fucker. I, I like that. <laughs> I didn't like the Disney-fied version of him, but I've always had a soft spot for Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, um, running around with no pants on. Just over there. You've got Hollywood books, haven't you? Yeah, I've got Hollywood yeah. books. Yeah, incredible what my dad used to read to me when I was a baby boy. Oh, uh, He probably wouldn't have bothered if he was going to realise how disappointed he'd be in the future. Well, that's just dad's fear. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move into trivia time. Ooh. Hit me. Right, so, trivia it's, time. Mortal combat. Explode that head of knowledge onto us and spray us your trivia goodness. That's enough. Mortal Kombat inspired the modern rating system. Yes, yes. Yep. that I believe. The game's violence drew huge backlash, especially from politicians who claimed it would condition children to tolerate more violence. Yeah, yeah. This went on to lead in the formation of the ESRB. Yeah. It's quite ironic, really, because that game did, while defeated violence, the finishing moves were pretty much impossible. I'd lo- If any child could rip the head... Yeah. Off another child and kind of like hold up in the air with spinal column and just kind of like bang well, them the down. Thing. They they banned they banned them from the arcades. Yeah, because they, of yeah. how graphic it they was. Were. Well, because there was a cheat code in the Mega Drive version that accessed the blood mode. Okay, yeah. but it wasn't in the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. They instead of using blood, they used a different color fluid. It was white. Oh, that makes it so much better. Yeah. White, that, white is white is yeah. not blood, Nintendo. It's definitely, there's, yeah. there's another fluid that's white, <laughs> and it's not blood. Right, so um, be right back. BRB, bye for now. News. Yep. So, as wonderfully introduced there, this is indeed the news. <laughs> so exciting. Hit me with it. First off, get your sledgehammer of news on us. This is coming to you all the way from Gamatsu. Nomura, various developments are being considered to accompany the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, joy, more Final Fantasy VII news. Yeah. So, that been going on for like the last 10 years. Oh, yeah, longer than that. <laughs> I think the remake news, news came out when the first game got released. <laughs> so let me read it to you. At a closed event for The World Ends With You final remix... Held on October 30th, <laughs> producer Tetsuya Nomura answered various fan questions. One of them was simply, I want to play before Crisis Final Fantasy VII again. Fair play. So to this, Nomura responded, not everyone may know this, but I'm remaking Final Fantasy VII, to which he laughed. <laughs> right now, I'm concentrating on Kingdom Hearts 3, but when that's finished, 7 will be where I'm headed next. Oh, God. So it's going to be something like... 2049 when that game comes out he went on to say I'm thinking about ideas regarding the remix release I even spoke to producer Katassi about it today all of us old timers are considering various developments in regards to what accompanies the remake like if we can manage to do something about the compilation of Final Fantasy 7 titles too but for the time being please wait for 7's turn to come 
Um, What's the bet it's a PS5 release title? Oh, I'm going to say PS6. No, let's hope not. Nomura is the director of both Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy VII Remake. The former was announced at E3 2013 and will be finally released in January 2019. The latter was announced in E3 of 2015 and is without a release date currently. The compilation of Final Fantasy VII mentioned by Nomura is a series of titles set in the world of Final Fantasy VII, including the mobile game Before Crisis Final Fantasy VII, the movie Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, PlayStation 2 game Dirge of Cerberus, Final Fantasy VII the game itself, the PSP game Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, and more. My word. That's a lot. Mm. It seems that Nomura is suggesting there may be some sort of resurgence of these titles with the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake. In other words, HD collection, whack it out. Yeah, yeah. maybe. If it worked for Kingdom Hearts yeah. over and over and over again. Oh, man. I need and some, I need to go and find a list of all the Kingdom Hearts games. I think we did it on here, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago. Don't, don't read them out because it presses me. You're not doing it. Because <laughs> it takes half an hour as well. But isn't like Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts Remix, Kingdom Hearts yeah, Final Remix. Every time I hear Final Remix from Squaresoft, I think, you're fucking lying. <laughs> so, I tell you what, seeing as we're on Final uh, Fantasy. Square and Final Fantasy, yeah. let's jump on to the next thing. Square Enix begins work on a AAA title for the PS5. Ooh, this one comes wow. to us by way of IGN. So, Square Enix's Luminous Productions is apparently working on an unannounced new AAA title for PS5. As spotted by Reset Era user No Life BR. Wow, what a name. Yeah. A since-removed LinkedIn profile for 3D character model lead artist Tomohiro Tokoro included the next-generation game as part of his work at the studio, alongside a, quote, new mobile title for China, end quote, and now-cancelled DLC for Final Fantasy XV. I wonder what the BR stands for, No Life BR. Uh, I don't know. Brian. Maybe the character limit ran No Life Beyond Room. I like that. That is good, that, Yeah. (laughs) Luminous is a new studio at Square Enix, originally set up by Final Fantasy XV director uh, Hijami Tabata. Let's be honest, none of us know how to pronounce that. You could have thrown out anything there. No, if they're just calling Tabata, most people know Tabata. I don't, yeah, I'm not Dr. Go Tabata. Tabata. Uh, but it was... <laughs> the guy was a fucking artist. Don't slate him. Don't slate him. The second anyone at this table does something better than Tabata, feel free. That man's a fucking artist. Do you do Final Fantasy XV? He saved Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, no, that's debatable. <laughs> You've played it? Of course I have. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> this this is the man sat ins- across from me. It's like an road trip. This is the man sat across from me that did nothing but slate Persona. and Persona now 4, yes. <laughs> and, uh, no, I don't start. They're not that different. They're not, no. And let's be honest, I do still slate it, even though I do like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so obviously, this was Luminous... Uh, is a studio set up by Square Enix, uh, originally set up by um, Final Fantasy XV director Tabata, specifically to develop AAA games. Last week, um, at the time of writing, so a little while ago now, Tabata quit Luminous and Square Enix as a whole, leading to the cancellation of three in-development DLC packs for Final Fantasy XV. Square subsequently altered its strategy for Luminous, which incurred a $33 million extraordinary loss in its recent financial recent financial reports. Um, um, Square Enix isn't the first published to mention working on next-gen games, uh, accidentally or otherwise. So, 
Are you, are you what do we think? Are you gutted that you're not going to get any more DLC for Final Fantasy XV? Not particularly, because I haven't played the original DLC for oh, it. Right. I'm neither near here nor there on it. What I'm saying and thinking, though, is how are we feeling about the idea of a PS5 coming out soon? Yeah. I hope it's not for another few years. Yeah, then again, well, saying that, I only, I only buy these consoles about a couple of years into life, mm-hmm. into, their, uh, into their life, because I feel day one purchase for consoles is fucking pointless. I think if we're hearing about this now... The earliest you'll get this is 2021. Probably, something yeah. like that. Because, um, you say right off this year, so call it 2019. Yeah. You're probably looking at a two-year development cycle for a game. Yeah. They're going to be working on technology that hasn't yet been released or even revealed or even mentioned. Oh, yeah. Well, Sony's got... By uh, Sony or Microsoft. Do you or think that's why they're not at E3 next year? Which ones? No. Sony. So, yeah. Sony have um, announced that they will not be at E3 2019. It's the first time in about 20 years that they're not. 24 there. years. Yeah. yeah. And, no, I don't know. The thing is, I I don't know what to think. And a lot of people have gone, it's ridiculous. A lot of people have gone, it's really wonderful. What's going on? We've not heard from them about no, it. No, They'll probably say um, some shit. Yeah. But let's not forget, they also didn't do uh, PSX. No, they didn't. No, okay. All right. Now, what you have to bear in mind, uh, bear in mind, is they don't normally do console reveals at E three. No. no, they normally do big game reveals. Yeah, and we've had God of War, Spider Man, Red Dead two. Um, we've had a lot of really yeah, the Last of Us big like, games. Of Shima, yeah, year. but like is in games that have come out. Yeah, for yeah, now. yeah, okay. I don't think you're gonna get a lot of games toward that caliber for the next six months oh yeah you can't keep that pace probably, up can probably you? nine months yeah. because and I think that's part of why they're going to be skipping over E3 if not longer I, I think a lot of people have been going on about how this demonstrates a roadmap for the type of behaviour we're going to see from Sony hmm. and that is worth bearing in mind is actually we've seen a lot from them we've seen a huge run in their sales uh, in terms of the different games that they sell that's going to have then boosted the types of units that they sell are we going to see a great deal from them in the next year or so? Apart from things like Ghost of Tsushima, which is a console exclusive, mm. I can't think what else they're going to have. Dreams? Yeah? Yeah, Dreams is exclusive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but Master, what else? Master is 2. They're planning for next year, aren't they? Is that exclusive? That will be exclusive. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it's Naughty Dog, isn't it? So yeah. you, you maybe have that, but I can't really see much else. They don't have too much to worry about outside of um, first party. Because days obviously gone. third party will yeah days gone, but again these are going to be handled primarily by those those studios aren't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Sony's so, pretty much as a publisher, not really a developer. I yeah. don't think outside of what's been announced, you're going to see much more. No, you might <laughs> see, you might see a, a a surge in third party, but I can't see first party games. So that'd be fucking hilarious, Microsoft. If Microsoft fuck up E3 2019, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I know, right? Because even their uh, press conference, was it, for 2018, was slightly cringeworthy. I love the whole kind of... Um, we've got world premiere demos, and then we've got exclusive. What's the difference? World premiere, you get on any sort of console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's always good fun. So let's give you a bit more, like to kind of go with it so again this comes from IGN and this is with regards to um, Sony and PlayStation skipping E3 2019 as reported originally by Game Informer Sony and PlayStation will instead be quote exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 Um, 
That sounds like waffle, that did. Quote mm. goes on, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community, end quote, said uh, in a statement to Game Informer by Sony. Quote, PlayStation fans mean the world to us and we always want to innovate, think differently and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you, end quote. Um, Sony was then asked if they would be having an off-site event, similar to how EA and Xbox have been handling E3 in the past couple of years. Uh, Senior Vice President of PlayStation Communications, Jennifer Clark, answered, we will not activate or hold a press conference around P3. Well, they're looking to do other shit. P3, sorry. P3 as well. (laughs) Um, well, they're looking to do all this shit and devote their time to that. More for them. Like I say, E3 yeah. is just kind of like for the games. It's not like uh, Ubisoft or Ubisoft or whatever is going to uh, go yeah. like... <laughs> going to go... Um, you can get the new Assassin's Creed obsession, because, you know, you've got to have another own name game, right? Uh, for... <laughs> I'm going to sit now for another two years. <laughs> okay. There will be something in between that. Uh, for Xbox... Uh, PlayStation, Switch, but uh, not for PS4 because they're not here this year. Of course, you know, so all the games yeah. are still going to come out, so they're going for this console, this console, and this console. So it just means we won't hear anything exclusive from Sony, Absolutely. which is, you know, forget about it. Um, On to the next one. So, next, Devil May Cry series is coming from the producer of Castlevania. Good. It's not clear where the show will end up, however. Right, so this comes from Engadget. So, after Adi Shankar chalked up a hit with his animated Castlevania series on Netflix, what's he going to do next? Why adapt another classic, darkly-themed video game franchise, of course? Uh, Shankar told IGN in an interview that he's developing an animated Devil May Cry series as part of what he says is a bootleg multiverse. Pretty um, much, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's not much to show beyond that, although Shankar did post a teaser Sorry, a teaser picture showing what Dante would look like from the DMC games. Oh, which one is it? Um, I'll show you the picture, but we are talking OG Dante. Which original Dante? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, that's a shame. Um, there's no mention of which service would carry the series, provided all goes well. Netflix sounds like an obvious candidate, given it is enthusiastically supporting Castlevania, um, but that is not set in stone. It will likely take a while before you see the fruits of the project, however. Uh, Shankar's involvement is promising. Castlevania has generally been very well received, both critically and commercially. Even if it's not a stunner, it's arguably better than many game adaptations. This doesn't guarantee that Devil May Cry will be good or better, but it suggests that uh, the production could capture the visceral spirit of the games in a way that studios elsewhere might miss. Yeah, because there's already a Devil May Cry anime. Yeah, it's shit. Um, I think this is him dressed up as Dante, with the caption underneath, "Open for business." Oh, you know what that looks like? That looks like DMC Dante with long hair. Do you think a little bit? He's got that emo look to him. Yeah, I don't know. He looks. He looks a little bit sad. The red jacket. You've got the pendant. He's got the white hair. I don't know. He looks a bit sad, Dante. We don't have sad Dante. We have cocky Dante. (laughs) We have like. That's, Come on, kid. Let's save the world. Not that sort of shit. Scara Dante. Yeah. So, although in Devil May Cry Five, he looks when he, you see that bit in the trailer where he kind of like goes in his motorcycle. That look like creep along Uncle Dante ready to crash a party. <laughs> hey, kids, I've got some beer. You ready to party? Right. 
let's quick let's get away from that before you carry on did you, did you see the Castlevania anime um, no I, I watched the first episode of the first season but never really kind of went back to it I saw clips of it it looked quite good it's yeah got, was it Trevor or Simon Belmont in it I always get those two confused I think it's Simon Belmont it's one with a whip anyway and it's got Alucard yeah which is Dracula backwards so guys <laughs> Next, I did, I did like. Have you played? <sighs> going one last thing on Symphony Night. Do you ever play the uh, Castlevania Symphony Night game? No. Play it. It's a good game. I got it as a PS One classic. Yeah. But again, like there are so many other things that are out. I'm like, do I go back and play the supposedly classic game? Ooh, oh, it's a long one. <laughs> do I just play something new? I, I'm getting to the point where Burley Men at Sea taking me three hours to get all the way through it and get a platinum. That is my sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, even if I don't get fucking platinums, if you give me short, tight experiences like that, I'm there. Yeah. Because I don't have all the time in the world. I've got The Witcher 3, and I'm worried I will never play it. Yeah. That is a time so. sink of a fucker. Next. Avengers 4 director. Yes. We fired Mark Ruffalo. Mm. So this comes to you by way of comicbook.com. Um, I'm just going to read it. The very first paragraph, and then we'll kind of touch upon the other couple of bits. Uh, while we all know that the Avengers Infinity War directors firing Mark Ruffalo for spoiling the movie's title on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon is probably just a joke, those involved are keeping the ball rolling. The Russo brothers continue to insist they have indeed fired Ruffalo from Marvel. On Thursday, Joe Russo appeared at the... Uh, Duello Bar in Los Angeles, which he recently opened to participate in a Q&A about Infinity War and the upcoming Avengers 4. Of course, the topic of Ruffalo spoilers come up. Um, when someone asked the filmmaker how the creative team would keep the likes of Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland from spoiling <laughs> Avengers 4, Russo turned to his bartender who said, didn't you fire Mark Ruffalo? Mainly Holland, I'm surprised. Mm. Holland is pretty much as... Yeah. Russo responded to the bartender very quickly by saying, yes, we fired Mark Ruffalo. Mark's fired. See, it's no. a little bit up in the air, this one, isn't it? Because you even though they at, say that, but yeah. when James Gunn got fired, there's a yes. massive backlash. Yeah, you was. look at how well-trodden that path was when they fired Mark, um, James Gunn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was... Even if you weren't up for it, even if you weren't like that, you would turn around and go, do you know what? Actually, we're going to be very sensitive. Unfortunately, Marvel and ourselves have parted way with James Gunn. So the idea that Mark, um, or Joe Russo, sorry, would then sit there and go, yeah, no, we fired Mark. Yeah, he's fucked yeah. off now. Mark's fired. Yeah. It's, quote for quote, yeah. that's what he said. I, I don't believe for a second that this is a thing. It does sound very joking, especially when you like saying there's no backlash from other actors on Twitter or anything like that saying, uh, I think it's bang out of order, blah, 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 yeah. because that's probably what would happen. Um, it's yeah. quite unlikely that he has been fired, fired. Um, it is worth bearing in mind that the new film will be coming out in May 3rd, 2019. Yeah. Which is, help me out here, six months, six months away. Yep. I sincerely doubt that they have sacked him from that role. Oh, God, no. Well, <coughs> it's all done. It's all been filmed, isn't it? So this is, in this is now. what makes me think that he perhaps has and that they're going in a different direction after Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Not after Infinity War, maybe, but I can't... After Tom Holland, for Christ's sake. I know. I can't imagine yeah. this being real. You know, we'll I reckon this will just be a PS, PR stunt. Yeah. Tom Holland maybe. has to have a chaperone for every interview now. Only time will tell. Yeah. Really, won't it? 
Um, but now, while we're on the subject... I can just imagine Ed Norton rubbing his hands going, fucking yes, it's my time to come back. <laughs> while we're on the subject of Marvel... Yes. I think it'd be very poignant for us to obviously discuss that's very... Sadly, um, the Monday the 12th, I believe it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was very recent. Um, Stanley passed away at the age of 95 years old. Mm, the man, the legend. Um he would have been 96 in December mm-hmm. um, obviously his wife passed away I think it was about a year ago yeah. now yeah it wasn't too long ago um, you know beloved by all he was um, one of the founding fathers at Marvel he was co-creator for a um, black and many of yeah like he worked very closely with Steve Ditko I think it was Steve Ditko and um, Stanley that created Spider-Man yep Jack Kirby and Stanley did Captain America and Fantastic Four and all that yeah um, so a wonderful lineage so instead of talking about his sad passing I wanted to instead ask you guys about some of your favourite cameos uh, some of your favourite moments with Stanley whether or not it's been from interviews whether or not it's you know just something mm. that made you go that's the man Pretty because much, pretty much everything about Stan Lee made me yeah. want to go like that is the man. Yeah. Because I, my my cousins actually was saw him had a photo taken you know, at a convention with him, and he's that's about that's about ten five years ago something like that. Yeah. But in mind, I say Stan Lee was you know he's old mm. you know he's like mm-hmm. say eighties ten years ago and that sort of stuff, but he still had more energy. Yeah. Than like most twenty-year-olds I know. Yeah. I mean, I always joke. I say when Stanley dies, I want to put a tap in his back and kind of like just drain him and mm. find what he was ruined on because I need to bottle that and drink it myself. I need that energy yeah. that that man had. Even at ninety-five, I mean, it's most likely that Infinity Wars Part Two will be his last movie. Yeah, they recorded cameo, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they so they've got it. it. Yeah. yeah, but even then, he'll be suddenly buzzing around. I mean, this guy went kept going like. Excelsior and all that yeah, sort of stuff because yeah. I remember the old I don't know if you guys remember this the old Marvel Action Hour cartoons mm. basically had um, Fantastic Four and Iron Man mm. and Stanley used to introduce them so he goes you know, get ready true believers and all that sort of stuff doing yeah. this thing with his hand as well you know this time we see Fantastic Four go against the amazing Black Panther or the diabolical Doctor Doom or Iron Man going against this that and the other yeah. Yeah. and just the sheer energy that man had because he started Marvel Comics at the age of 40 mm. which is inspirational for pretty much everyone because in this yeah, day and yeah. age as soon as you click like 21 you have to start to like, have your own business empire mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck you old man you're over the hill yeah, yeah. now he got his pool of artists and writers together and despite the whole kind of like if you look into like the relationships way down the line he had with Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby if you get all that and just look at the sheer volume of fun that these guys introduce into the world yeah. it's wonderful it's like um, I can never really get that mad with George Lucas no because you know people like go slag him off and say oh he ruined Star Wars yeah. by creating the prequels no he didn't he created like a world for us to play in and Stan yeah. Lee and the Marvel lot you know Jack Kirby Steve Ditko JR and all that sort of stuff they created yeah. a hell of a world I mean um, this is it like I love those people yeah. that turn out because don't get me wrong I sometimes think that George Lucas ruined the Star Wars yeah. films. George Lucas gave you the Star yeah, Wars yeah. films. Yeah. You can do what the fuck you want with yeah. me. Do not moan. Say thank you. Yeah. I mean, my favourite character that Stanley was created is still Peter Parker. Yeah. Because that there does the whole philosophy what Stan did with his characters. Mm-hmm. And that was character first, powers later. Yes. Which is the opposite way round of DC. Mm. DC is powers first, characters later. Because Peter Parker was us. 
Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, Peter Parker is us. Yeah. You there's know, a guy that struggles with romance. There's a guy that struggles with his job. Yeah. He's never got enough yeah. money. You know, he's he, and he saves the world and he still gets shat on. Yes. You know, he gets his boss shitting on him from a newspaper. I mean, how much do you want to get dissed? I say, boss, one man's a menace. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love. Do you remember when when Peter Parker was a science teacher? Yes. He was a part-time science teacher mm. for a little while. And I love that because I was like, wow, he's yeah. found his stride. Yeah. And then it went wrong for him because he was never around. Yeah, he had to get his cover teachers constantly. Yeah, because he couldn't commit to it because yeah. he was constantly getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's. I mean, for me, um, I, I, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a late bloomer to reading comics. Yeah. But the message that Stan Lee made was that every issue has to be for a first time reader and that's and that stuck with me because it's a case of well yeah you you may be 30 by the time you read your first comic book but he he's always going to give or he's always going to make sure that they've imprinted that you pick up an issue yeah and they try and get you hooked and they try and give you an idea of what's going on yes instead of picking up an issue halfway through a volume of 10 you picked up number five and you're like well i've got no fucking idea what's going on yeah yeah at least he he came up with that creative idea and what i loved um for me playing the new spider-man game is his cameo in the restaurant yeah, <laughs> they're, they're just going nuts about yeah. the, fr- the fries, and he's there, and you just think, "Oh, I'm so used to seeing it in Marvel films, and now he's turned up in, a, in, in another yeah. one of his video games." It's a wonderful bit. Brilliant. You've got Peter Parker and Mary Jane. They're just talking, um, and Peter gets up and and leaves after like he sees a load of fucking cop, car, um, right? cop cars drive past, and it was one of those where as Mary Jane gets up to go and leave like Stanley turns up as the the proprietor and he goes I'm so glad you guys got yeah, back together yeah. you're my favourite couple I, I loved it that was cool. an, another thing as well that we noticed today we've been watching um, we watched Thor, Thor Ragnarok and Guardians 2 mm. um, they've renamed that channel instead of it's Sky Cinema Superheroes it's Sky Cinema Stanley HD that is awesome and it's just yeah. a load of Marvel films which I think is a brilliant little tribute to him. that is it's awesome that. there have been lots of tributes I um, I really like the I've gone I've gone and saved it because I wanted to read it um, because I thought especially who'd have thought that something that was written like 40, 50 years oh, ago oh the famous Stan Soapbox Stan Soapbox yeah that, that it would become quite so poignant in a day and age like this well, um, I'll tell you what before you start reading it there's a lot if you look back at Stan's like early will like the X-Men and Black Panther I mean X-Men was all about racism yeah, mm. you know, really it is incredibly yeah. forward thinking. Yeah, but I tell you what, I, mm. I could read this, I could, I could read this word for word, but it doesn't quite say. I tell you what, you know what's great about reading that, I, and you know Stan Lee yeah. when you have his voice in his yeah. head. Yeah, and this is it. Like I, I could read it, but it wouldn't sound right coming mm. from me. So whilst this isn't going to be the words that are said. We are just going to pass things over for a minute to Stanley. So, here he is. Hi, heroes. This is Stanley coming at you. Want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change 
is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows? He may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior. Okay, so um, what I'm gonna just very quickly jump straight into our little shower towel, and then we're going to run through the bad descriptions of video games. Awesome. However, before we do so, we've got to say goodbye to Mr. Jackson. He's got to run off. Oh, I know. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, now get out. Yeah, oh, like it. Right, lovely. Thank I'm you very much, all my audience. Oh, my audience. Listen to me like oh. I've made this. I've, hold on. One of them is my girlfriend. Glad you point that out. And the yeah. other one is multi-platform man, which also is his number one fan. There we so go. Goodbye, my audience. Technically, he's Whatever. got a point. Get out. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, right. Let me get the door. You're still recording. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're still going. Awesome. Waffle. I can't. I've kind of like used it all up for uh, Persona. <laughs> I'm waffled out. <laughs> bye. 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 Love you lot. Love you lot. Love you lot. Literally hooked. See you later. See us. We still keep on going, or we can like. Yeah, no, we're still going. Okay, let's keep on going. We're a high quality production right here, people. We are. Hope you enjoy this. And if you don't, well, it's fine. Well, you probably turned off like two hours ago anyway. Yeah. Oh. On to the next one. Right, now he's here. We can slag him off. Yeah, thank God he's gone. Yeah. Alex, when you do listen to this, fuck you. Yeah. But also, we love you. Um, but mainly, fuck you. I'm giving you the finger right now, man. Really? Right. So. <laughs> yes, moving on. Let's jump into our shout-out. So, let me grab my notepad. Um, we've got three in particular that we're going to do a shout-out for. Tell us who these lucky Twitter people are. So, the first one is <laughs> Biscuit. Just Biscuit? Yeah. So, it's as much as they're down as Biscuit... Their actual handle is at, I'm going to have to spell this for you. Go for it. B-I-S-U-K-E-T-T-T-T-O-O. So, Biscuit-O. Yeah, effectively. Um, I'm presuming Biscuit on its own was taken. And Biscuit with two T's was taken, and three T's was taken, but Um, not four T's. So, uh, the... Bio is, I do art, hike, and play music when I'm motivated. Otherwise, it's mostly video games and drinking. And I can get behind that. Yeah, that's like your two favourite hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Especially sound... at work. It makes me sound so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get pissed and play Persona 5, which, let's be honest, the best way to play it. Next is Georgina White. This is at Georgie on the go. I um, actually like that. I wanted to see that as a HBO special. 
Um, bio is a writer for at Tech Raptor, live in Japan, also at Vita Paradisa. Is for that... all Vita inquiries, Vita Paradisa at Gmail. Isn't that a Digimon at the end there? Uh, yeah, but that's not actually her name. Okay. That's um, a shame. I was, I was intrigued there. So, yeah, no, very worthwhile following. I, I love a lot of the stuff that she shares upon Twitter, actually. I've followed her for a lot longer than she's followed me. Oh. And I think we've recently got a pity follow back. Yay. But, no, very cool stuff. That's um, how you got your other half to go out with you. <laughs> yeah, just can't find after her for long <laughs> enough. The last one is at Tweet Vita Review. And I'm. I want to kind of give something special to these guys because they're amazing. Um, because they're the person who plays Vita besides you. No. No. <laughs> no. No. There's my mate Dave, and there's another one called Mark. Stop. <laughs> Tweet Vita review are absolutely amazing. Um, so, just very quickly, the bio is portable PS Vita reviews delivered to your Twitter timeline. Um, they cover news, deals, and they also do giveaways. Um, but in particular, Tweet Vita Review does a lot of work with regards to helping other people in the community. Yeah. Every time I see someone with a problem, Tweet Vita Review, um, TVR, I'm going to call them, they jump forward and they say, have you tried this? Have you done this? How can I help? They are the epitome of those good guys within a community. That's nice. And... I just, do you know what? I know we've shouted them out before. I just, I really wanted to make the point of doing so again because I wanted them to know that, do you know what? It is recognised. People do see it and I want to shout it out. Good for you, man. And good for you, um, Vita Tweet people. You can't, you've got, you Tweet Vita Review. Short term memory failed me there. <sighs> right, whatever. You can, you can edit over that later. I can't. I'm going to leave that in there. <laughs> You're going to sit there and they're going to know full well that you fucked up their name. They're going to go, God damn it, we're not helping you if you have a problem with your Vita. <laughs> You're a dick. I know, right? <laughs> so. No, I'm going to break out my Neo Geo pocket and start my own little following. You, you're fucking killing me. Yeah. If only internet. What have we got next? Let's go through. I'm going to say, you're playing your phone. You don't know. Well, no one's going to text you. I'm here and Alex is just gone. That's because okay. that's because the material that we're going to go through is here. You're killing me. Yes. Let's go through some poorly described video games. Oh, I do love these. So. Let me get my bad translator hat on. And let's do this. Mm. I've gone through a lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, just in the meantime... Um, we need to give credit over to uh, Games Radar. Yeah, because we didn't think of these. We didn't think these up, um, but obviously these guys did, and it very much comes from them. They're absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, please check them out. Yeah. Come on, final man. Don't make me carry on this one. I know. You know what they say about dead. So I don't know if I've given you this one before, but let's go for it. Yes. A young Tim Burton's morning commute. Fuck. No, you haven't given me this one before. A young, uh, Limbo. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Just thought the darkest game I could that involved Tim Burton. Um, what else? An insanely <laughs> built house that involves zombies. Resident Evil. 
horror writer scares himself half to death and starts shooting anything that moves. Alan Wake. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Fuck, did we do that one before? No. I just As soon as you mentioned horror writer, Alan Wake, that's the only one I know of. Overeager delivery boy mucks around in animal masks making an absolute killing. That sounds like some kind of Saints Row, to be honest. Um, so that one again. Delivery boy in animal mask. Yeah. Overeager delivery boy mucks around in animal masks makes an absolute killing. Is that Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask? No. Oh, damn it. Hotline Miami. Oh, I never played that game, but yes, I can see that now. Um, I think we might have done this one before, but cute, lovable mascots brutalise one another for no discernible reason. Smash Bros. Uh, yes, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Nintendo got real. Um, humanity prepares to colonise the galaxy by wiping out all other indigenous life forms and most of the rocks. That could be Halo. <laughs> <laughs> that could be every video game out there, to be honest. Um, no, I don't know that one. That's Super Stardust HD. Oh, it's an asteroid game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else is there? As you can see, internet, we prep before we do our podcast. <laughs> yeah, massively. A distraught mother attempts to reclaim her daughter from the clutches of a freak show devil boy. I I love that description. Now, which yeah, animal? Right? Yeah. Oh, say that again, because that was so good. A distraught mother attempts to reclaim her daughter from the clutches of a freak show devil boy. I don't I don't think I know this one, but I want to play it now. What is it? Ico. Oh yeah. Mm. Or Eco, if Ico. you're wrong. If you're wrong, yeah, if you're very mm. wrong. Oh yeah, I need that game now. Um A team of tooled up professionals explosive sorry. Explosives. <laughs> <laughs> a team of tooled up professionals exposes some rather lax security at an airport. Um Modern, uh, Modern Warfare 2? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no Russian, idiot. Um, spaceman rallies peaceful tribes and begins brutal war of attrition. Oh. Pick on, pick on, pick on. That I like how you said it three times and not once wrong. changed it. No. Pikmin, you're Pikmin, right. Pikmin, yes. Yeah. Well, in my defence, that's a weird name. A comedically inept dance troupe attempts to put on a local show. Performers proceed to run into one another, drop their partners, and fall through several wooden tables. This actually sounds like a sub-game from... (laughs) Not Metal Gear, Grand Theft Auto. Um, I actually have no idea for that one. WWE 2K15. Yeah, I can see that now. (laughs) Animal cult conspires to keep local human as a wage slave. Animal Crossing. Yeah. Fucking raccoon mafia. I really should have made a note of the ones we've done before. Oh, you know, me too, actually. I'm feeling very smug, even though these might be deja vu for people. A renaissance fair turns nasty when a local bondage enthusiast turns up in a sour mood. Persona 5. Soul Calibur. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, that works very well, actually. What's the name? Photo or something like that. <laughs> Creepy-ass contortionist in leather. Um, yeah, you just play for time. I know, right? Yeah. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, just scroll through as fast as you can. 
Done it. As done it. Done it. No. Done it. No. Yes. <laughs> a savage alien species attacks Earth. Believes in waiting its turn. <laughs> Space invaders. <laughs> XCOM enemy unknown. Oh yes, of course. Well, yeah, man. Turn based. <laughs> you got to give like you know proper rules of engagement, right? A group of sentient baseballs must return to their home planet. A big swinging batter obliges. Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what that whole movie is about, right? Okay. <clears throat> These are badly described games. Uh, Space Jam is probably a game as well. <laughs> okay, this was MLB The Show. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You just said random letters there. <laughs> An ambitious prince crushes hordes of humans into a writhing nightmare ball in order to impress his father. Oh, um, it's that Japanese game with a weird name. My something Kawamori or something like that, right? Katamari Damacy. Yeah. yeah. Let's be honest, I was never going to pronounce that right. A cruel professor entombs scores of children inside of his plush climbing frame puzzles. X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Smart Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that works on levels. Um, This was Pushmo slash Pull Blocks. That just... What? No, I know. Uh, What else? Do one more. I do two more. I feel like I'm going to roll here. No, that was it. That was it. We've we've hit the list. So now we're going to have to definitely come up with... A yep. whole different fucking game. Or we need to do our homework and do our own. Yeah. Let's do a whole different game. Let's do a whole different game. Yeah. I pretty much shot my load when I did the Mario, Sonic, and I can't remember the third one I did the description for. Yeah, uh, you did Mario, Sonic, you did Zelda. Zelda, that was yeah. it, yes. Was it a transgender boy who has to go and save a uh, princess? <laughs> Right, and that's been it. That's been us. Um, if you want to check us out, you're welcome to do so. Uh, main page is at pixel underscore prep. If you want to follow us individually, Alex is at AJ Millwallius Slinger. I'm at Chris Slinger. And I am at Rodney Broddle. Um, so, yeah, come check us out. If you uh, want to send us an email, you're welcome to do so. It's uh, pixelprepweb at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll be back in three weeks. Pretty much, yeah. Any, if you have anything you'd like to say about Alex's and Broddle's review of Crimes of Grindelwald, contact them directly because I don't really give a shit about Harry Potter. Okay. So, thank you very much for listening, and toodle pipski.